0: Okay. So whether you go to a teaching just out of curiosity or whether you go to a teaching because there's a nagging question, some understanding you wish to gain, so you keep that, keep that attitude throughout the teaching, hoping that somehow, somewhere within the teaching, some understanding will come into you. <coughs> and to sort of uh, set up that motivation, uh, you read the Heart Sutra. You read the Heart Sutra, one, uh, with, with uh, intention. Uh, read the Heart Sutra more like a ritual. Don't try to understand what you're reading literally. But, all, but at the same time, don't dismiss what you're reading. Try to see what emotional impact it has on you at, at the raw level when, it, when the Sutra says this and that. And, but don't, uh, don't try to take it at the literal. Okay. But understand that there is some meaning in there, and let your mind try to go into that space where it looks for meaning. Okay. So, we're going to read the Heart Sutra in English. <laughs> <laughs> I prostrate so to the mother of the conquerors of the three times, that perfection of wisdom, indescribable by words or thoughts, which does not arise and does not cease, in nature, like space, whose objects belong to the individual subject's awareness. I prostrate to the exalted three jewels. The Buddha was residing in Raja Kriha at Peak, together with a great assembly of monks and a great assembly of bodhisattvas. At that time, from among the variety of possible meditation objects, the Bhagavan was abiding absorbed in the samadhi called profound radiance. Also at that time, the Bodhisattva, the great Bodhisattva, the exalted Avalokiteshvara, was investigating the practice of the profound, perceiving that even those five heaps are empty of inherent nature. Then, by the power of the Buddha, the venerable Shariputra inquired of the Bodhisattva, the great Bodhisattva, the exalted Avalokiteshvara, How should any son of the lineage trained who wishes to engage in the practice of the profound perfection of wisdom? The Bodhisattva, the great Bodhisattva, the exalted Avalokiteshvara, then declared to Venerable Shariputra, O Shariputra, any son or daughter of the lineage who wishes to engage in the practice of the profound perfection of wisdom, should view all things thus. Even those five skandhas should be regarded as being in essence utterly empty of inherent nature. Form is empty. Its emptiness is form. Emptiness is not something other than its form. Form also is not something other than its emptiness. In the same way, feeling and discrimination and compositional factors and consciousness are empty. Thus. O Shariputra, the nature of all entities is emptiness. They have no characteristics. they have not arise, they do not perish, they do not improve They are free of impurity. They do not diminish, nor do they increase. Because of that, O Shariputra, in emptiness, there is no form, there is no feeling. There is no discrimination. There are no compositional factors. There is no consciousness. No eye, no ear, no nose, no tongue, no body, no mind, no visible form, no sound, no scent, no taste, no tangible object, no object of mind consciousness. There is also no eye constituent, no mind constituent, up to no mind-consciousness constituent. There is no ignorance, no termination of ignorance, up to no aging and death, nor any termination of aging and death. Similarly, there is no suffering, no cause of suffering, no cessation of suffering, and no path. There is no ultimate wisdom. There is no attainment. There is no lack of attainment. Because of that, O Shariputra, since there is no attainment, Bodhisattvas abide in reliance upon the perfection of wisdom. Because they abide thus, their minds have no obstruction and they have no fear. Having completely passed beyond error, they arise at ultimate nirvana. All the Buddhas who abide in the three times also fully awaken to the highest. A completely perfected enlightenment through reliance on the perfection of wisdom. Therefore, the mantra of the perfection of wisdom, the mantra of vast awareness, the highest mantra, the mantra that is equal to that which is has no equal, the mantra that pacifies all sufferings, because it is not false, know it to be true. The mantra of the perfection of wisdom is proclaimed. Tadhyatta, gate, gate, para-gate, para gaté bodhi-swaha. O Shariputra, a bodhisattva, a great bodhisattva, to train thus in the profound perfection of wisdom. Thereupon, the Buddha, Bhagavan, emerged from that samadhi and declared to the bodhisattva, the great bodhisattva, the exalted Avalokiteshvara, that he had spoken well. Well said, well said, O son of the lineage. It is just that, just as you have taught, so should one practice the profound perfection of wisdom. Not only I, but all the other Tathagatas rejoice as well. When the Bhagavan had thus spoken, the venerable Shariputra and the Bodhisattva, the great Bodhisattva, the exalted Avalokiteshvara, together with the entire assembly, as well as the rest of the world, comprised of gods, humans, demigods, and spirits, filled with joy, highly praised what the Buddha had taught. Okay. Now we can go to 16.
1: Back SANGYE ACHO DAH SUGYE ACHO NAM HAN BADU CHI sanges de saige charnome la ta joue va te Ki So just once in english
0: I go for refuge until enlightenment to the Buddha, Dharma and Supreme Assemblage. By the merit of listening to the Dharma, may I achieve Buddhahood for the sake of all beings. How does it sound to you? Assemblies. (laughs) Does it work like a a bunch of people to you or a bunch of things? (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. Specifically
0: people. Uh? Assemblies, uh, I... I, Things can't
1: assemble themselves. uh, So uh, assemblage requires being able to assemble yourself. Unless it's like a bunch of robots. (laughs) (laughs) Things can assemble themselves. <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> the Supreme Assemblage. The supreme Assemblage. Does it have the image of people to you? Yes. The Supreme yeah. Assemblage. Yeah. Okay. I grew up in high school we
1: always
0: had assembly. Yeah, assembly. That's why. I remember it. I remember that.
1: Eh? And that assemblage. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. Did you did you have assemblage? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay all right welcome everyone new faces welcome all right. uh, I went to a, a a center in uh in France Uh I've sub- I'm noticing that Centers in the West, who we have, of course, they have some connection with uh, somebody from the East, Tibetan, Japanese, Chinese. In the beginning, when, the, when that lineage first arrives, they do everything in that particular language, either Chinese or Japanese, or in our case, in the Tibetan. But uh, it seems like we are now sort of somewhat making a transition where the prayers are being recited in the language of the host country. So, I went to a teaching where the the teacher was Tibetan. no, he wasn't Tibetan. His father was Tibetan, he was bhutanese <laughs> he was uh, he speaks English quite fluently, so he was teaching in English, and it was being translated to the French <laughs> in French oh <laughs> 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 yeah so. And the prayers, they started reciting the prayers in the, in the beginning in Tibetan, of course. It was very nice. Uh, some of the prayers I recognized, and uh, I was able to recite them because I memorized them in, in, uh, in Tibetan. And then all of a sudden, somewhere, they started to recite the, the prayers in English. And I had to get myself a copy because <laughs> I, didn't rec- I didn't memorize it in, in English. <laughs> and then, some time later, they started reciting them in French. <laughs> so I really need to, <laughs> to get everything. Uh, and it was it was very nice. So uh, so it was in a way reciting in, a, in the Tibetan to say thank you to whoever uh, from the, the Tibetan uh, who came, who brought this to us. And then now we are we want to understand this so they're reciting it in their own languages. So th- that was my interpretation of it. And um, I've started to, the first place I've started to notice this is uh, is what His Holiness just recent? Uh, recently, and I'm not sure how long he started doing this, but uh, you know they recite the Hot Sutra. They recite the Hot Sutra in Tibetan, and uh, recently the, the Dalai Lama has uh, uh, requested that the Hot Sutra be recited in the language of the of I guess of the host, the person who's uh, who asked him to come teach. It's like if, if if it's someone within the Chinese community, for example. So he would ask for the Sutras to be recited also in the Chinese, but sort of for the Dalai Lama to sort of really get a, a sense of a, a sense of the um, connection with the with, with the with the ancient past. So he asked that the Hatsutra be recited first in Sanskrit, which is supposed to be the original language, and so in Sanskrit and then. The host country's uh, language, and it was, uh, and I, I, th- I heard it recited, a few times: Sanskrit, Tibetan, and Chinese. And I thought the Dalai Lama liked the Chinese because it was it's so melodious and it's so nice to hear. So I thought he was just, well, just for the sake of the sound of it. <laughs> and then the, after, and once, I, uh, and I heard him ask that it be recited in uh, in English. Even though I uh, sort of know every, the meaning of every word in the, in the Tibetan, I can translate it into English. But And uh, to hear it recited in a language that I am familiar with, it, it, it had a different feeling, it had a different impact on my mind. Yeah. So, so I thought I should uh, continue that lineage. And I see that a lot of, uh, so far, uh, a few centers that I've visited, I see that they're doing that also. So I think we maybe we should uh, pick it up. Okay. Yeah. So that's why I, I asked to recite at least once in English for the, for the refuge. Okay. So at least we understand what we are reciting. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, unfortunately for you, this generation, we have Dharma texts that are in English. <laughs> when I started uh, studying, there were very few such things, and then the texts that were available in English, you couldn't trust them, because they were, they were translated by somebody who had no interest in the Dharma whatsoever, and they were doing it purely out of uh, either scholastic purpose or for the sake of criticizing something that they don't understand. You see how wrong they are? Look what they're saying. They're saying something called Buddha, and what's wrong with them? Something like that. I'm not, not exactly, but <laughs> so you couldn't trust, uh, you couldn't quite trust the uh, the text that were in English. And some were uh, trying to show an appreciation, but they didn't really, really, really understand it. But now we have English uh, uh, works in in English, in you know, in various other languages that are that that are quite uh, reliable. They are written by people who, are, who have a deep interest in the Dharma, who've deeply studied, who understand it. We are not trying to uh, criticize it or trying to uh, 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 pass it on you know, trying to brainwash people with it okay just a pure translation so we are this is the text that we are uh, reading right now. This is what we picked we started picking pick us pick up maybe for the past two Sundays uh, You you said you got some text? Yeah, we bought some. There's, uh, there's some in the hallway, mm-hmm. there's more in the library. There's okay. Six, five. Okay, so if you want a copy, you can uh, you can get one from here. If you want to get one from here, <laughs> okay. You can bring your copy, follow along, and then we'll uh, read it through and try to understand what is that being said in here. Ah, does anyone remember the, what page we reached? <laughs> <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: Well, where are we? Ten. Ten. <laughs> <laughs> I get a piece of paper at ten,
1: and I got a marker at thirty-four. No,
0: I don't think so. <laughs> so I go with ten. Yeah. Uh, anyone? Who else has the, the text? would you agree that we reached ten? Are you one? Why are you two? <laughs> <laughs> you second it? <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Yeah.
1: was talking about the oh, his
0: his his um his going to the regional? Yeah, that's place. where we left. That's right. Yeah, that's right after the okay. one. Okay. Uh, now the Ganden Tripa, the, the last paragraph on page ten. Even though we are at page eleven already, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> the last paragraph on page ten. Now the Ganden Tripa is one of the highest religious personages in Tibet. He holds the throne of Lord Tsongkhapa himself, and wins the position by attaining the highest rank of Geshe, the Larampa, and then serving as the head of one of the two colleges devoted to the study of the secret teachings. Okay. So, uh, so he, he's describing somewhat the, the uh, somewhat the hierarchy in within. This is only, even though he says. Tripa is one of the highest religious personages in Tibet. It is, some, it is the highest religious personage, personage among the Gelukpas. The Nyingmas don't recognize the Ganantripa uh, authority. The other schools don't recognize the authority of the Tripa. The Ganantripa is the highest, uh, what you might call it, the highest office, if you want to call that, and supposed to be the highest uh, scholar among the Gelupas. Okay? And you, and the reason that the, the Gelukpas are very proud of the Gandhadripa position is because it's not something that you gain by birth. Your father, because it's not because your father was a Gandhadripa, you become the Gandhadripa. It's not because the previous Gandhadripa likes you and makes you the Gandhadripa. To become the Gandhadripa, you have to prove your scholarship. Okay. So you, first of all, you have to achieve the highest degree of Larampa. That is, uh, remember the, uh, once a monk in the Gilupa monastery finishes his or her stu- his studies, now it's going to be her studies, uh, uh at the Dalai is working with a nunnery where they are also, uh, working to get Geshe degrees. And, okay. So you have, yes, come. <laughs> so you have the, uh, you have, uh, the the, the, geshe, the geshe comes in in uh, remember how many oh yeah. never mind <laughs> <laughs> so th- there are different degrees of geshes okay <laughs> the the lowest one is uh, you are tested just within your dorm so to speak okay and then the highest one the Alhamba geshe you are tested in front of the in front of the Dalai Lama and for the for the and, and among those who are tested in front of the Dalai lama there's also a ranking among among the larampas which is the highest which is number 1 so there's number 1 larampa so so the larampas are rare among the scholars among those who are among the graduates and among the uh, those who are larampas there can only be one number 1 larampa for for, for that uh, for that year okay in the, in the, of course, in the entire country, it's not a, it's not a, it's not a, what you might call a state. It's not a state, comp, it's not a state, test, no exam. It's not a state exam. It's a national exam. Okay, and one person is chosen to be the number one Laramba. So to be the gun and chipper, you have to be a number one Laramba. That is, you have to rank the first among all the other Larambas. And not only that. You have to serve as abbot of two of the colleges devoted of one of the, that is, you have to be either the abbot from um, Gume uh, or Okay. Are you comfortable? You want more questions? And here you go. <laughs> and you can fold the red ones if you want to they they won't mind (laughs) Uh, so you have someone who was Somewhat, you could say, tested nationally, in front of the Dalai Lama, he proves this person proved that they are worthy, that they they thoroughly know the subject, the 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 range of uh, uh, of subjects that are uh, studied within Tibetan Tibetan Buddhism, and after that they have to uh, have been the abbot of one of the Tantric colleges, okay. And after that, then they become a candidate. To be the gandantripa, so you 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 might hear so and so is a candidate for gandantripa. So and so is a candidate for gandantripa. That means uh, they have the same scholastic ranking as the present gandantripa. The present gandantripa now, and from among these 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 were uh, uh, candidates to become gandantripa, then the Dalai Lama chooses. Okay, and of course the Dalai Lama goes into some sort of uh, doesn't just say, you know, look to see who did him the best, most favor, anything like that, but he goes into, uh, whatever, he goes into <laughs> trance and, and decides who, should, who would serve the teaching best, who would serve the Gelupa teaching best. Okay. So I remember uh, the, the Tripa came, the idea of the Tripa came in, in, uh, in when the, remember my teacher was a goof-off, right? and he was just somebody making mischief in the monastery. And then uh, uh, he, he met Pache, who became his root guru, and then uh, one of his root gurus. And that's just that one meeting transformed him. And he, and, and he, and he, he said that, tra- that transformation that was able to to take place was due to a blessing. He said that he received the blessing. And he was no longer a goof off after that moment. He was no longer a mischief. And he became, he became, someone who was eyeing the Gandatripa. Okay, and because he was already famous for being a, a, a mischievous uh, <laughs> uh when he said he just wanted to be, I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna become a geshe. Just saying that I'm gonna become a geshe. Is, <laughs> when you become a geshe, I'll be the Gandatripa. And the person who said I'm gonna be a Gandatripa, what he knows that he's not even it's, it's, it's nowhere in impossible. past. I but mean, in his next life, he might be the tripa. but in this life, he cannot be the tripa. So it's like saying, uh, it's like someone telling you, the day you finish college is the day I become the, 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 uh, the emperor of the universe or something like that. Okay? <laughs> okay, so that's why the, the term tripa came into being. So the, the Lupa's are very proud of this, of this position, and especially because the person who, who gains it uh, it, it gains it through their own merit, through their own, through their own uh, work. Okay. <coughs> so my house teacher had never gone above the sokrampa rank of geshe. Sokrampa. So that, that, remember, there are different levels of, of uh, geshe. So his house teacher didn't reach that. Then wasn't a Lahampa geshe. So there's no way he, w- he would even be considered to be a. Uh, uh, a Candidate for 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 government So that's why. Is, which one is Sokrampa? So Sokrampa is the is the second one. Is is where, so you have uh, your dorm, your your your, your house uh, tests you, gives you the exam, and there's one where your 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 uh, what you call it um, the monastery. The mon- your own just your own monastery it's gives you uh, okay. your exam. So, since he'd never gone above the sokrampa rank of geshe, so could never have become the ganden tripa anyway, and we both knew it, I got angry, in a good way, and swore to him that I would not only become a geshe, but a lhrampa, geshe as well. In my later years, after I had passed the lhrampa examination with highest honors, <laughs> geshe Namdol used to come a little used to come a little sheepishly and ask in a roundabout way if I could help them pick a good topic for the day's (laughs) debates. This was the great gift I received from Pabongkarimpoche. I attacked my studies with a passion, keeping my mind on the shortness of life and the value of helping others. Up to this time, I had been the house scribe, sort of a clerk who wrote anyone's letters home. To save time for my studies, I took my coarsely pens and paper one day, and in front of my hundreds of housemates, give them them away to anyone who could take them. Then things got serious with the government's plan to send Geshe Namdrol and me to the monastic post in South Tibet. The tenure of the position would be six years, and I calculated my potential loss. One remaining year in the special topics class for the perfection of wisdom, two years in the class, okay, now he's giving you a list of the things that are left for him to study in the curriculum, special topics, class for the perfection of wisdom, two years in the class on the middle way or correct view, and the final two years in the classes on transcendent knowledge and vowed morality, all extremely important Buddhist topics. It took some courage but I went to my teacher and begged his permission to stay and continue my studies at Serame. So what he was doing was also turning down, remember in the beginning he said he was such a goof-off, but because he knew mm-hmm. how to read and write, that's why he was being asked to, take, to, to be the assistant for his uh, a housemate, who was the house teacher who was being granted a post uh, somewhere in South Tibet. And uh, as as the assistant, he would get a little salary. Okay, he could continue to goof off and have the money on top of it. Salary. Yeah. So now he's turning that down because he, because he he received this blessing and now he's he sees now he's gunning for the highest degree that they, that can be offered. Okay, and that's for him that's more important than that lucrative uh, uh, position. So to everyone's uh, amazement, he agreed and chose my happy-go-lucky groupmate to accompany him instead. He turned over to me the keys to his apartments and left. Much to the dismay of, of all our neighbors who were convinced I would destroy the entire place. Soon, though, they were calling me Gyal Chun Chung, ch- chung <laughs> Something like the bookworm from Gyal Wong. Okay. And my studies had improved enough that I was able to obtain a mixel. Okay. A special release from all duties so I could devote every minute to my coursework. Uh, uh, w- I, uh, when I became a monk, there had, had two friends of mine who became monks a- after, afterwards. And it was like in, uh, in consecutive order. Uh, uh, the last one, uh, when he became a monk, he wanted... Mixel. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't want to have to do any duty other than study. <laughs> okay. So, the, a Mixel is, uh, is uh, when they see a, a student, uh, um, someone like a... Who's, what's that word? Pro, pro, uh, prodigious. How prodigious. Prodigious. When they see a prodigious uh, student who is, who is very good at... at who is very good. So, the duties of Having to because in the monastery they rotate the duties. Who gets to wash the dishes this time? Who gets to uh, clean the floor this time? Who gets to go and buy uh, produce this time? Who does who, do, who does the cooking this time? So these duties are rotated, and when when you get them, of course you, you keep you're supposed to do it for a certain uh, period of time. It's not like once every weekend or, or things like that. You get it for that for that month or for that uh, uh, for that year. So, because he was such a good student, he was given a mixel. He says, ah, you're, you're really making use of studies, so you, you don't have to be bothered with having to do any of those other monastic duties. Okay. So I can, say, <clears throat> I can say it was here that my life turned around for three reasons. Karim Rinpoche had put some renunciations, other good motivations in my heart. I had given up wealth and position to pursue spiritual studies and I had gained the free time to devote myself to practice. In this last category of leisure, I would include the fact that I finally got out from under the influence of my prankster roommate, and also had the good fortune to meet the venerable Jampel Senke. And and this is the reason, you probably uh, heard or read that uh, uh, keeping good company Promote your spiritual practice, and it doesn't mean that you know you should have. Uh, there are some people you should make enemies, some people you should make friends. Is that uh, uh, when you hang out with this person and this person only wants to do this kind of activity, which is not uh, promoting your spiritual practice, and perhaps you shouldn't hang out with that person too much. And if you find someone else who uh, who is of a like mind, who will, who who, uh, who will Whose uh, association will help you promote your studies? Then you hang out with that person. So that way you can help each other. Okay. If you cannot influence the other person to give up those uh, those uh, those uh, activities, then it's best for you not to hang out with them because you will not help them because they want to have fun. You know, and you're not you're not any fun. And then uh, so give them alone so they can find someone else so they can hang out with them and have fun. Okay. As monastic customs go, John class, which was a year ahead of mine, had joined, had been joined with my own at a certain point in the curriculum. And this ha- This is something a very strange. Thing. Uh, I I think I sort of understood it because I. Uh, in the very very it, does this happen here in in the school system here, that uh, like I said I don't know if it I don't know if it does. There's a point where the class gets to be so small. And they join it with another class that's also that, that has shrunk, and they join them into one into one class. Does this happen here? This is close to me. Yeah? yeah. If Vermont it does.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. So this happens in the monastery a lot. So even though someone is a year ahead, that is, they started studying a year before you, their class shrinks. To such an extent that you know, people start falling out, start falling off the, the class because they either they can't keep up or they get too distracted with other things. So, uh, so the, the ones who, who stayed, uh, so they, they join them with a, a class below them. So the number, so they can have a sufficient number of students. Uh, the class that I joined was <laughs> combined with three other classes because the the dropout rate was you no. Know, it's not like they drop out out of the monastery. They just drop out of cl- of attending classes. They got to in- either they they, they they picked up some sort of duty that sort of make their studies so uh, they become a prior, more more of a priority than their studies. Okay. So there are there are some students in the class that I joined who were two years ahead, and then we were forced to join each other. So, the, so in a sense, we, the ones who were uh, lacking behind were forced to accelerate, and the ones who were uh, 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 already ahead, had to slow down a little bit. Okay. Uh, some out of a democracy, which people don't like. <laughs> okay. Like some of the famous figures mentioned in the teachings you are about to read, he was originally brought up in a different religion, and came to our monastery rather late in his life, a confirmed skeptic. He stayed, though, and became a real master of Buddhism. Every day we would spend hours together reviewing what we had heard in class and preparing each other for the evening debates. It was from Jampel Senge that I learned the value of good spiritual friend. In the end, we reached the highest rank of the Geshe together. After our country was lost, we traveled to Italy where he became the tutor of the famous Tibetologist Professor Tucci. Anyone heard of the Professor Tucci? Yeah, yeah. and finally passed away there. Professor Tucci was a very like, um, Western, but very great at uh, very great scholar of, of Tibetan Buddhism, Tibetan, Tibetan in general. He wrote a lot. Of, he wrote a lot of works. It was well before my final exams that the precious Pabonka Rinpoche himself passed from this earth. After the teachings I attended at Tserame, the Rinpoche had traveled to the Hloka district in South Tibet to instruct his many disciples there. He continued on to the province of Dakpo, teaching continuously, and passed away there at the age of 63 in 1941. It is a custom in our country to cremate the body of a holy person, and preserve the ashes in a small shrine, and I still remember the day when I when they brought the Rinpoche's remains back to his mountain hermitage, Tashi Choling. A shrine was constructed, and a great many monks, including myself, came to pay our respects and make our final offerings. We Buddhists believe that although the body dies, the body dies, the mind, since it is not destructible like physical matter, continue on and eventually comes into a new body within your mother's womb if you are to be born in a human. We believe that great saints can select their birth and that out of compassion they will choose to return and teach their disciples again. If this will benefit them. Thus it is a custom for the disciples to seek the help of some great wise man and go out to find the child who is the reincarnation of their teacher. Uh, there's this cute little documentary film called uh, Unmistaken, child. Unmistaken Child. Have you seen it? Yeah. Oh, if you haven't seen it, uh, I would suggest that you go rent it, uh, And it, it's probably available on Netflix now, right? Eh? You can Netflix it. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> It's, 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 uh, it's very beautiful. It's about this, this process. Okay. Pabong Karim first reincarnation was born in the Drikung area of central Tibet during the troubled years when the Chinese first invaded and began to take over our country. He escaped along with many of our people over the Himalayan mountains and came down into the Indian plains. plains. Here, most of the monks who survived the perilous journey were placed by the Indian government in a makeshift refugee camp set up in the abandoned prison at Boxhall, in the jungles of Bengal state, West India. I myself was nearly killed during the bombardment of our monastery. And upon reaching India, was chosen by His Holiness the Dalai Lama to work in the newly formed education office of the exile government at Dharamsala near the border of North India. I'm not sure if he'd mention that. maybe that's uh, no, not in here, but uh, Rinpoche, uh, well, when I say Rinpoche, there are so many Rinpoches out there, we don't know which Rinpoche I'm referring to. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> so the one here, in this one, in this book, this Rinpoche, he, uh, when he was, when he became so uh, serious about his studies, he almost drove himself crazy. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure if it's. In here somewhere, but there was a time that he was so much into his studies that he was uh, uh, not sleeping enough. He got to the point where he almost lost his mind. He one he just got up one night, looked out the window, not not with the intention of committing suicide. He just walked through it. Yeah. Standing there, Yeah, he just
1: walked.
0: Ended, ended up on the ground. Oh. <laughs> I yeah. thought
1: he was reading a book at the time.
0: Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Well
1: then oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. He, he was, was just like pacing around the room with a book and then just walked through the window because
0: he's Oh no, and no, it wasn't that because he was so engrossed in the in the in the text. Oh no. No. And he just didn't see he, he 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 his mind was not here. Yeah. So he wasn't observing what was around him. But also but, but his but his mind was uh... you ever try to understand something and then you rack your brain around something? You you I mean you really beat your mind. And so it was he was forcing himself. He wasn't he wasn't taking it easy. And after that he was forced to take it easy. Right. <clears throat> okay. Because oh, not 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 just from. Uh, I mean, his his uh, physical injuries. wasn't that bad, so to speak. But it was bad. But I mean, it's not like he had uh, uh, injuries that he sustained for the rest of his life. But it was that uh, the condition of his mind that made him go through that. I mean, if it was, I mean, if it was in some uh, you know NY University and he was a at the you know, fifth floor or the higher than that and he, he could have you know, died from that.
1: Right?
0: So he was told to take it easy. That it, it was, it's what you hear, uh, too much of anything is not good. So he was studying too much because of the earlier experience he had with studies. So was, I, guess, I guess a sense of guilt, a sense of trying to make up. So he was really forcing his mind, forcing his mind. And his mind just couldn't handle it and he, I say crack. Okay. Right. Huh. Now we are in Boxall, India, the Boxall Prison. Uh, remember, the, you know the story of Boxall. Well, right, uh, it was uh, it it was, uh, it was a, it's actually a beautiful place. <laughs> it was it's a it was a bi- prison built by the British during, when the British were there, colonial, colonial during colonial time. Yeah. So it's since the uh the uh Indians uh at that time didn't really have any place to uh accommodate them and since this place was, was there already and it was it, it was roof. So they decided to house the uh the, the Tibetans there. So when my teacher uh became the uh what was that? <coughs> so uh elected elected him to become uh, what's the term that you use here yeah newly uh, to work in the newly formed education office of the exile government of Daransala near the border of northern India so what my teacher was, uh, the job that my teacher ended up doing that I didn't know about until later, that he wrote the textbook for, uh, for secular studies. So he, he wrote, he was, um, I guess, among the delegation who wrote textbook, grammar textbook, uh, the, the, mostly grammar. Grammar, poetry, and a little bit of, of Dharma. And he wrote the, the, he wrote the textbook for, like, children. Who were just learning, just learning how to, just learning how to read, and he was also a teacher. And I've met a few uh, people who were his students, mm-hmm. and when when they talk about him, they talk about him with uh, with high reverence, and also with great fear. <laughs> <laughs> There's one guy who said that. Uh, uh, he he remembered receiving a beating from my teacher because uh, I don't know some I guess my, uh, I don't know couldn't pronounce a letter or something I don't know what I, uh, and he said even though he, he, there was rage he saw rage in my teacher's face and he saw the the, the hand of my t- teacher uh, lending and lending but it was it was just the emotion of it that was that, that was that was uh, painful. But physically, he said even 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 though he saw the the hand lent, uh, the hand landing on his on his body with no with his, with uh, the rage in his face, he didn't feel anything. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think uh, it was like saying, okay, if you think this is scary, <laughs> you don't really want to know what the the feel of my fist on your body is gonna feel like. <laughs> So uh, uh, he was, uh, yeah, he was fierce (laughs) for a very long time. Uh, Boxer prison had been built many years, oh, there it is, many years by the British during their rule of India. It was a massive structure of concrete and huge iron doors built purposely in the middle of nowhere. Mahatma Gandhi and Mr. Nehru, the leaders of India Movement of Independence, had been among the distinguished inmates. India is a poor country, but did her best to help us refugees. The prison was the only immediate housing they could find in their overpopulated land. The jungle weather was hot, steamy, and humid, the complete opposite to our our homeland. Like the delegations of the translators who had come to India over a 1,000 years before to bring us back an alphabet, the majority of our monks came down with tuberculosis, and other tropical diseases, a great many died. Boxall Prison did have one advantage though, total solitude. And for the first time in history, great scholars from all the many traditions and monasteries of Tibet were thrown together in one place. For over a decade, in this environment, the second Pabongka Rinpoche excelled in his studies and before long was himself teaching the other monks such subjects as grammar and composition. He stood for his Geshe examination at an early age and and distinguished himself. During these examinations, he seemed weak and in some pain, and immediately after their completion was hospitalized with a serious case of tuberculosis. To the dismay of all the monks, he suddenly died. His close followers could not believe that he could choose to leave them in such a desperate hour in our history. We were thrown into this depression, and one great Geshe even tried to kill himself, although we do believe that this is a sin. The second reincarnation of Pabongkar Rinpoche was discovered in Darjeeling, India, by his disciple, Khyabjai Chijang Rinpoche, and is now a promising young monk at the Sera Monastery, which was founded in South India by a dedicated band of refugee monks who survived the ordeal at Boxall. He lives in comfortable quarters. Well, uh, a little bit of a, what do you call that? Exaggeration. Oh, not quite. (laughs) Uh, uh, There's old news and now you want to freshen the news. It's no, not embellishment. No, no I want to give you an update. update. <laughs> it's, outdated. it's outdated. I want to give you an update. He's no longer in Sarah Monastery. He now lives in Nepal. Okay. But when Mimpoche wrote this, he was in the monastery. I, I met him in the mon- when he was still in the monastery there. He lives in the comfortable quarters that were constructed by his followers, some of whom also attended him in his two previous lives. His principal tutor was the late Kigu La, Lopsang Samten. Kigu is what uh, uh, Geshe-Dage's position is not right now. Who also served as a leader of the new Gallon House and directed, director of the Sarame scholarship, scholarship Fund, which I and my own student have established for the continuing training of, of young monks in our traditional course of study. Okay. Uh, anything that we read about? Something that was said that you'd like to get more information on? Mm. Maybe not. <laughs> How about this question? Anything that you don't want to know anything about? <laughs> <laughs> Should we continue with the forward? There's a few more uh Few, few more pages left, should we continue yes. yes, okay, so we'll continue with the uh with the forward beginning with the forward uh, so it is now more into getting into uh, this book the uh Sarah May scholarship fund was uh founded by Rimbache uh I guess. This somewhat tells you of a history of, of uh of how he sort of was uh prepared to be because he eventually became the the abbot of Sarah, of Serame. This 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 monk who was a mischief or goof off eventually became the abbot of one of the and Serame and not anyone can become the abbot of Serame. Okay. Uh yes.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Also became abbot so no, the way. Of, uh, of, of, of one of the tantric colleges. That's I why it, uh, Gyume. That's Gyume, it's called. Right? Yeah. Oh, that's why the name Yeah. That's why it's Gyume, yeah. Oh, yeah. Gyume, Rinpoche means the, the precious one who was the abbot of Gyume, yeah, Gyume College. Okay. So equal, equal.
1: it's April? It's
0: April? Yeah, what? yeah. <laughs> uh, there are, f- you could say, five monastic colleges that are within the gelupa that are considered to be like the highest it's uh, sera uh, ganden Jepung, and then you have the two Tantric colleges gyume and Gyutur. these are the these are not anyone can be the abbot of any of one of these you have to have you have to excel in your studies and you have to uh, be a ramp of first rank to be a candidate to be one of uh, an abbot of any of those so uh, after Seramay Me was reestablished in South India, uh, it was really just land given out to to, to the monks it wasn 't given out to to, to them uh, collectively it was given out to, to the individual monks by the, by the tibetan uh, by the Indian government. So what the monks did, they sort of like carved a little piece of land for themselves and they built a house for themselves and that 's how that 's how it, how it, it, it began this began. And then when they start to uh, organize, really organize themselves, start to have a, a common fund, start to have a, a, a common uh, government, common law, they started to build things together. Okay, so that's when the Great Hall started to get, get built. But because those individual houses are private property of those individual monks who live there, they treated it like they would treat private property. So they would hold on to it tightly, some of them uh, give them up so that the monastery can, can grow or if, if it's in the way of a road somewhere. But some of them really held on to them real tightly. And then they ended up transferring their possession to some other, to some other monk, like uh, they, they, some other person that they like or they would give it to them. They would tra- so they would transfer their ownership. And the person who received it would hold on to it tightly also. And then, because and then, and and uh, before uh, Rinpoche was the abbot of 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 Sera, there was all because they were really just trans, really newly transplanted from from first of all from uh, from Tibet and then to Boxall prison. They spent a, a few decades there, and then they were scattered, and then now they were sort of reorganizing themselves. Now in Sera, the land that was given to them by the government. Uh, so it was really of every man for himself kind of situation if you didn't have someone to give you food you would starve in a monastery and when my teacher came in, into play he he, he established a common funds he established common kitchen and for the first time no one uh, who's studying there can 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 be accused of uh, well the uh, can be said to have died of starvation or can, can say that they, are, they don't have anything to eat and uh, and this is where we are connected to that because the fund was like i said the, uh, he uh, he established the fund through some of his students so through campaigning with with uh, western westerners they established a fund and the fund was put in a in a bank and then so from the uh, what, i guess we would call it an endowment so, from the, what do you call that? The interest that they get from the, from the, from the, from that, <laughs> they would, they, they would, they would, they buy food. And, and also he established a, a lot of things to sort of really get it to be like an organization. And you can see how this was from his, this a training that he got from when he was, first of all, the, the house letter writer. So that's sort of sort of given some sort of administrative uh, 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 skills, and then uh, when he all, when his house teacher left, and he became the so he sort of took over that house. So that sort of given the the the, uh, the the skills that he needed that would eventually help him once he become a Laram to also become the abbot. Okay. And. It's, uh, uh, he he sort of recognized that yes, we have to make sure the studies go well. We have to make sure that the lineage uh, are, are preserved. But if if we don't take care of the things that you know the uh, the housing, the the health, and and if we don't take care of these things, then never mind trying to preserve the lineage because it's going to go away. There won't be any bodies holding the lineage. So he made sure that the. Uh, The the scholarship fund, the way he established it was, uh, you would get someone to sponsor a a monk. But that also became uh, very uneven because you were were given a a bunch of pictures and you say, okay, choose one of these monks and to uh, to sponsor. And of course you will choose the one that you like (laughs) from the picture. And those who don't like, unfortunately, there might be one or two or more that people just in general don't like and that person will not get sponsored. Okay. So to, you abolish that, you just create, just, just give money for food. And the money, and the, and the money was put in an endowment, da da da. And, and because of that, uh, uh, the Rinpoche here was a young monk at that time, uh, not not young in in the sense like you no know, like a toddler kind of young <laughs> but he was uh, a young monk when rimboche was uh, was, the, uh, was the was the was the abbot and he remembered rimbote instituting this and a lot of uh, of of monks uh remember rimbote for, for that so you could say almost save them save them because he, he 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 was very good at administri- administ- at administration and he was able to, help, to sort of help give them a, a model to follow. Okay. Uh, whatever model they had in Tibet was gone. Maybe the, the abbot or whoever the, knew those things, who were doing those things, they probably died in Boxall or something like that. Okay. And now uh, the, the beautiful thing about the monastery is like they are copying each other. So, oh, they're, they're doing that and it's working for them, let's do it too. So a lot of monasteries now starting to have a, a, a common kitchen. They're starting to have a common fun for everybody. Okay. And even in Tibet, uh, it, it wasn't like that. In Tibet, every monk was sponsored by somebody because in you know, the society it was like a, it, it was because the monk is supposed to be going out. He's supposed to get up in the morning and go out with a begging bowl and get food. That's how you're supposed to feed yourself. But that was that, that wasn't the practice in Tibet, since the, it was a, a mostly Buddhist. Buddhist, Buddhist uh, society, and they understood that. So the people would, you know, just like the the, the churches here, I mean, they, they are kept by the members. So, uh, so in Tibet, they didn't have to worry about having a common fund. There, they there are something that they had to get, like when they, those big buildings that they built. Of course, they came from some sort of. A, usually, they came from sort of a, some rich patron, patron. We decided to, oh, let's build uh, something. Or, or some rich person was uh, was asked to um, build something. Okay. But for for the most part, if you didn't have a sponsor, even back in Tibet, you, you you could starve in the monastery. And now they're in a country where they're not, they don't have their Tibetans uh, around them to help them. So they they had to come up with a different method okay. of surviving. Okay. Ah, yeah. I mm, think yeah.
1: What
0: is the tenure of an abbot, and uh, how long are you have an abbot at a particular monastery? Oh, it, the, the different monasteries have different different uh, different different tenure. Uh, in Sera, I, it depends. Also, uh, it's supposed to be seven years, and some 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 some, some uh, abbots, uh, like for example, uh, <laughs> Rinpoche. Uh, was was the abbot for like, for just two years, and then he did it. He did it um, mainly as a uh, as, as a symbol. A, no, it, no, not exactly that way. But <laughs> the Dalai Lama called him A. Uh, uh, you know, you 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 were you you are one you were one of the. Uh, you are you are a and you, you you excel in your scholarship and you 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 are a proper candidate to be an abbot of of sera. Uh, even though you and you saying, oh, I'm not, I'm not living in sera. How can I? I'm living here in the states now. How can I be the uh, the abbot of a of a place like? Uh, and they say, well, at, at least, so we can put your name as the abbot of sera, you have to you have to uh, promise to become the abbot. So he so he took, the, he took the he took the he took the position just for two years. Was
1: 73, think, yeah,
0: he was also seventy three, I think. Yeah, he was. it was seventy three years old. <laughs> he was, yeah, 73? 70, 71, oh, around that age. Seventy three. Hmm? Was it
1: 93? Uh No, it was before that. It was, oh, it was before. Oh, it was yeah, yeah. What yeah. yeah. was the
0: first thing he did when he went there? He decided something. Oh. Well, to prove that he had he, memori- he had memorized every text. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's one of the uh, incredible, Story, right? extraordinary qualities of Rinpoche, that uh, he 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 didn't forget anything. Remember the goof-off kid, mischief mischievous, he didn't forget anything. Up to the uh, up to his dying age, he was reciting things that he remembered. He, he memorized when he was a little kid. And uh, on two occasions he went to the monastery and the first thing when when he uh, sat down to give a talk he would he would uh, call for memory things that you know little kids are supposed to know or or something like that and of course, everybody would go <laughs> out there and say, how do you remember that he was in he was in America for God's sake <laughs> what was he doing over there okay yeah so it, it depends but uh Officially, supposed to be around uh, seven years. Yeah. Uh, the Rinpoche here, he was called uh, the Buddha, Buddha, Buddha uh, Abbot. You know why he was called the Buddha Abbot? So
1: he,
0: yeah, he was, he was so compassionate, he was so loving, that they fought, when well, I say forced it, but <laughs> they asked him to be the Abbot again, the following. Yeah, they asked, he, he served two terms. And he was about to serve three terms. and he said, well, "Come on, guys! They're yeah, they, the <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they want him to be like like abbot for life or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when you find a good abbot, you know you can't let him go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes, the one. Yeah, Rinpoche. <laughs> yeah. So he served two terms as abbot of, of gume So he knows Gume forward and backwards." Okay. Any questions? Social? Dharma? I'm sorry, I, mm. I missed last time. Mm. Is that where you did your studies with Sarah? Did you study here? Uh, well, I'm a, diff- I'm a different case. You are? Yeah. <laughs> I studied with Rinpoche mostly, but I did some studies in Sarah. I can't say I did my studies at Sarah. I did some studies in Sarah. And when I mentioned in my class, it, uh, I just discovered that I'm, I'm still in class. They're Still <laughs> waiting for me to come and take my exams. <laughs> Every once in a while, uh, uh, they even uh, when 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 the monastery does a, a big uh, uh, now the word puja is coming into the English. I don't want to say I don't want to say puja. <laughs> When they do uh, when the master does a big uh, <laughs> <laughs>
1: ceremony,
0: ceremony ceremony when they do a big ceremony uh, uh, everyone assembles and then they do the ceremony, they do a big prayers together then the lay people come in and they make donations to the individual to individual monks who attend and the monks who and then they take some for those who are absent, and uh, not absent like if they're in town watching a movie or something like that. They don't, take money, they don't take donations for them. Like if they're sick, they couldn't attend, or they're attending some sort of duty that kept them from attending the, the thing, and so they take some donation for, for that monk, for the absent monk. So I'm still getting my uh, absentee uh, <laughs> donations. <laughs> That's how I know I'm still in that class. <laughs> I think my our exam is coming up soon. Hmm. Oh boy. (laughs) Okay. So, any other questions? No. All right. Don't worry. Uh, We're gonna get into the uh, what you might call the uh, nitty gritty scholarship, (laughs) scholastic of, of 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 the book. But now we are reading the foreword because, in a sense, Rinpoche is giving you the sense of how the Dharma is lived, how, he, how he's living it. Blessing. You the, you, 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 what does it mean to be blessed? And he sort of give you an example of how, what he experienced or what he called that he received the blessing. What happened to him? There was a transformation that occurred to him. Okay. And also, uh, what is it that you study? Why you study that? Okay. Things like that. Okay. So we So we'll do you think there are blessings? Like there are <coughs> different, well, different levels. Like different levels how of you get bless- big blessing. <laughs> I would <laughs> call you're that a big... prepared to receive a bigger
1: blessing. <laughs> or can you get like little blessings that it just gets you moves you another little step?
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Like yeah, yeah. You could say there are blessings in different uh, degrees, different intensity. And and like you said, it depends on the uh, on the recipient. Mm-hmm. Right? Like uh Pabongan Buche could have been have uh, transmitted the, his entire knowledge to his mind at that moment, but if all he had the capacity to receive was the, uh, a sense of strive in your the studies, then that's how, it, that's how that wave of all my, all of uh, uh, knowledge, has, that's how it was received. Uh, the thing about highest teaching and highest. Uh, uh, Highest teaching, highest practice, you hear a lot in, in Buddhism. And I think for the most part, that those terms are for us who are beginners, and they're, they're, they're like enticements. When you hear there are such things as highest teaching, so it it's sort of like a, spurs you to study what you have now, so you can finally get to the highest teaching. okay. But what's actually happening is that you are training yourself, you are evolving, you are evolving, you are evolving, and finally, when you get that thing that is called the highest teaching, you are really ready for it, and then it becomes the highest teaching. But if you were to receive it from the very beginning, it would it would have it wouldn't have any meaning for you. I'll give you an example. I'm about to give you one of the highest teachings. You ready? ready. <laughs> Look at the blue sky. Do you hear the wind blowing? So who became enlightened? Raise your hand. I was looking out the window, what you (laughs) said. And I didn't make this up. This was, when this was received by an adept, he became enlightened. So, what's highest teaching? <laughs> okay. So, the highest teaching can come to you at any time also. If you just make, let, make sure you're ready for it and make sure you'll be able to use it. All right, so we'll take a break. Before the next uh, session for the meditation. Okay? Starts at 11 ish.